We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. family. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. I am your host, Tori Gordon, and today I'm joined by Joel Yee. I'm so excited to have him in the studio because this guy is the real deal when it comes to helping you close high ticket sales. So if you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, if you have a service-based business, your coach or consultant, this is an episode you don't want to miss. So make sure you grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. You're going to want to take notes because we're going to learn the ins and outs of sales strategy, how to do it with your heart, how to not manipulate people or make it feel sleazy and salesy, but how to truly scale a remote sales team if you're looking to do that and do it in a way that feels really authentic with integrity and gets massive results. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Thanks, Tori. Super excited. Yeah, Yeah. I'm really glad you're here. So I am just getting the opportunity to meet you. I have seen your name floating around (laughs) the ethers for months now in multiple different group chats and masterminds that we're part of. So I know that you're extremely well-connected, very well-respected. And I was just honored to have this opportunity to talk to you and get to know you more. So before we get started, I just want to know about the man, like who you yeah. are, Joel Yee, like tell yeah. me about yourself. Yeah. yeah. And likewise, I've heard a lot of great things about you. I think uh, one of our good friends, maybe Dr. Chow was on your yes, show. He was. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So um, a little bit about me, I'll make sure I keep it interesting. Uh, I'll keep the interesting facts, but I was actually born and raised in Malaysia. Okay. And I only came to the U.S. when I was 16. Wow. But the funny story about that was as an Asian boy growing up to traditional Asian parents, mm-hmm. I like to call my mom jokingly, I love her, a tiger mom. Yeah. Like real Asian tiger mom. Mm-hmm. Perfect score, straight A's and everything. Uh, I think when I was about 12, 13, I hit a point in my life where I was really stressed being at home in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I get away from home? I think, you know, you speak a lot about personal development, about mindset, right? You understand how important the environment is. So important. To shaping someone, especially at that young age, at 12, 13. I didn't know about that back then, but I was like, I don't like this feeling. I've mm-hmm. got to be free. I've got to find myself, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was funny because around 15, when I was 15 in school, we had all these college fairs come into school and like they talked about like different universities, stuff like that. Yeah. Now in the U.S., a public school, a private school, um, obviously a private school is more expensive, but even a public school for us Malaysians, it's very, very expensive because of the currency exchange. Got it. And there was a booth and I walked to them and it turns out they were a community college. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe there's something that we could afford. I brought the brochure back home. My parents met the, you know, the recruiter and everything. Mm-hmm. Long story short, my mom didn't want me to come to the US because I was only 16 or 15. And she thought it was a waste of money. I could study in Malaysia, right? And I was like, I got to find a way to, to get them to allow me to come. Yeah. And so long story short, I was like, okay, mom, I'll be a doctor. Mm. And basically she was like, okay, that worked. Right. But like the joke I make is, well, look at me today. I'm nowhere close yeah. to doing that. Right. But um, when I came to the U.S. at 16, I was an international student. And the fun fact about me is I am one of 5,000 American people in this whole, I mean, this country where we went from a, I went from a Malaysian passport to a U.S. passport in less than 12 months without any visa, without any green card. So I bypassed the entire immigration system thanks to the U.S. Army. So I enlisted in the U.S. Army to get my citizenship and I commissioned as an officer uh, in the U.S. Army Reserve, National Guard, back in 20, 
18. Wow. So that was like the start of my sort of, um, that was my leadership mm -hmm. uh, development. Mm -hmm. And I learned about a lot about self-development, about grit and discipline. But then my foray into business, also a pretty fun story. Um, when I commissioned as an officer, because I was part-time, I needed to look for a full-time job, mm -hmm. right? Because I still had to pay the bills. Sure. And I just graduated college. I had no job. And how old are you at this point? Today, I'm, old, I'm turning 28 in May. And how old were you when you came in and enlisted? In, I was enlisted in 19. In 19, Yeah, okay. so that's about nine years ago now. Okay. Yeah, and I commissioned when I was 21. Okay. So at 21, I moved from, I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Mm -hmm. I moved to this very small town in the middle of nowhere called Carbondale, Illinois, close to, it's like Southern Illinois, okay. close to like Missouri. And the reason I moved there was because my girlfriend at a time, who's now my wife, mm -hmm. and we actually went through the same program in the military. Wow. So we're, I guess, two out of 5,000 people. <laughs> She's South Korean and I'm Malaysian. Okay. And I went there because she was my girlfriend and then she went away for army training for five weeks. So I was like really alone in this tiny 600 square foot apartment that mm -hmm. all we could afford. And I was always scrolling through Facebook, right? And then I, and I remember I was like, one day I was pulling up my phone, looking through Facebook. And I was like, that's this Asian dude in a red suit. And he was talking about getting rich, making six figures online. I was like, this guy must be some sort of scam. Like, mm -hmm. but I saw him for two weeks. And then one night I was so lonely, so bored. And I didn't do other things, right? I went on my phone, not, not, not that, but I went yeah. on my phone and I looked at his ad and I clicked on his webinar. I watched the whole thing. His name was Dan Locke. Okay. End of 90 minutes. I took out a credit card with the only money I had on it and I just bought his course. Mm -hmm. So that was how I got into this world of personal development and like high ticket sales. Yep. Um, the fast forward to that was I struggled a lot in the beginning because in sales, and we'll talk about this, I was very scripted. I was trying to do things that wasn't me. Yeah. And only when I found the heart, like a good friend of mine, her name's Barry Bob Gartner. She talks about serve hard and sell easy. Mm -hmm. So until I found how to serve, I was struggling, mm -hmm. right? But when I did that, I actually made my first six figures online doing sales. Mm -hmm. And then Dan promoted me to become his sales director. Wow. So I stayed at Dan's company for four years. And that's the reason why we moved to Vancouver, Canada from Carbon, Illinois. And I know, wasn't it when you were working with him? I mean, you closed a ton, millions yes. and millions, $25 yes. million dollars in yes. business. You've done over $30 million in closed sales. Yes. So you've really got the back, you know, you backed up what you say. Yeah. You've, you've, you've produced this, yeah. these results. Yeah. I'd love to know, because so there's so much I want to ask you about. Sure. <laughs> I, before I started this show, before I started my coaching business, and now I do a lot of different things, I was in sales, like nice. many people. Yeah. Uh, right out of college, I um, I actually got my degree in social work, and okay. I realized really quickly that wasn't going to pay the bills. Sure. It yeah. was meaningful, service-based work, right. but and I wanted to find meaning in my life, and I wanted to serve people, but it wasn't going to be the path for me. So a girl from Alabama... I'm graduating college. I was like, I've got to pay the bills yeah. too. So I completely understand. 100%. You're like, okay, right. we've got to get creative. Right. What are we going to do right. here? And I got recruited to um, do an outside sales role for a legal technology okay. company. Okay. And I did that for six years and then I transitioned into sales operations. Okay. So I then sa led sales gotcha. teams. So yeah, I'm very yeah. excited very to talk cool. to you very about cool. that. Very cool, yeah, I love that. But when you say scripting, like yeah. when you first started- when I first started. And yeah. you were doing that first six right. figures in online oh, sales, yeah. which is a lot, like yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. That's a huge like- A good milestone for sure. For a huge lot of people, it's a big yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah, it's a big milestone. Like how do I just hit my right. first six, six figures? Right. It's interesting they say scripting because that was the first thing I was taught in sales. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I, and I went exactly. through eight weeks of sales training. They flew me into Atlanta, put me in a corporate wow. apartment. They're like, we're going to do this intense wow. sales training. Okay. And every day they were like, here's a script. Can you, can you, it, right? rep, yeah. can you just memorize this yeah. and say it? And we would do these things called ring rings. They would be like, ring, ring, mm -hmm. hello. And it yeah, would be like yeah. practice. We call it a role play. If yeah, yeah, yeah nice, it was, nice. we would practice. Nice. But it was so interesting also having to have that experience of learning the way I was taught to sell and Correct. then what actually worked yeah. <laughs> and how act people actually responded. So Huge. I'm curious for you, like, what was the evolution of your own, mm. like, sales growth and like how did you learn the difference between what you've been taught and like what actually works works yeah great question yeah. and um, what do you think those differences are like what are the traditional things yeah, people are I'm so taught? glad I'm so glad you asked I think 
the one thing, and this is so funny because I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, my parents, they were both, I mentioned my parents earlier on mm-hmm. this, in the show. They have both been insurance in insurance for over 30 years. Okay. So my dad has an insurance agency in Malaysia. My mom's an agent with him. Growing up, I had, we had a really negative taboo to sales, right? Sales was something only people that failed out of college did. Mm. Sales was something that way if you weren't smart, you did, right? Sales was something where um, basically it was like the, the lowest of the totem pole kind of position, right? So growing up, I was indoctrinated that sales is bad. Mm-hmm. Sales is evil. Sales is slimy, right? All these things. You know, I walk into like, I remember when I was in, uh, when I was 17 and I just came to the U.S., like I've been, I was in college maybe a year and I wanted to get my first car, but I only had a thousand bucks. That was it, a thousand bucks cash. So I went to this used car dealership and I, you know, I bought what I could. It was a Chevrolet Cavalier, like super mm-hmm. old one. And I remember the guy, the, the guy was just like, well, you only have a thousand bucks. I don't really care about you. He was like super rude, super aggressive. And the car broke down in like three months. Mm-hmm. And that was like the experience of sales, right? That's all I knew. And so when you ask this question, like when I first got into it, because I bought, because I enrolled in that course, the dance course, I made a decision that I had to get through this. So I think the first thing is like, you have to want it. And what was missing at that point was even though I wanted to do sales and I wanted to be good and give it a shot, I was missing a lot of the people element to it. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on say these exact words, these follow these exact questions, right? Follow this template. Mm-hmm. And then I, was, I wasn't getting the results. I right. still wasn't getting results. I'm like, what is going on? Until this is the biggest thing that changed for me, right? When I realized, you know what? What if for just today, this, and this was something that I don't know how it came to me, but I believe it was because I did a lot of personal development work. And I asked myself this powerful question, which I'm going to give to everybody here, which changed my life. I asked myself, what if today, today, and the call, the calls I'm taking today, the appointment, they were the last calls that I would ever take in my life. Hmm. That was the game changer. Because when I asked myself that question, I, I could see, I looked back and I saw my performance. I was like, oh my gosh, I wasn't showing up the right way the past you know, mm-hmm. six months. Mm-hmm. And then when I went on that appointment on Zoom, I remember we're closing on Zoom, right, doing demos on Zoom. I put away the script, I put away everything else and I just connected with the prospect and I literally, conversation, yeah. like flow. And then I closed my first sale. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did it again. I did it again, I did it again. So I remember this was in January 2019 when I did when I got into this role. A manager, my manager texted me, uh, who he telegrammed me a message. He was like, "Hey, Joel, if your numbers don't improve, I'm gonna have to put you on a PIP performance improvement mm-hmm. plan, or you're gonna get removed." Mm-hmm. That was when this this whole ordeal happened, right? And I remember I, I went from the last sales rep, the closer, the last position. I became the top guy in a matter of a month using this technique, and then I kept that conversion rate up, 50, 60 percent conversion rate. Two, three months later, I got promoted. Hmm. So this was the thing that changed my life was asking myself, what if this was the last call? How would I show up? How would I treat the prospect? Would I not give them love? Would I not give them wisdom? Would I not share everything I got with them, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that this was the last one. And that Mm -hmm. was like the game changer for me. Yeah, that I'm so glad you shared that. (laughs) I hope you guys caught that because what you said is so valuable, but it's because it's valuable because it's true, Mm -hmm. right? And I think about this in times in my life where I'm missing the perspective, right? Yes. It was a perspective shift. hundred percent. And I'm, I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling like I, I keep hitting a wall, yes. whether that's personally, professionally, in my relationships, whatever. And it was that question of like, if I knew this was my last interaction, how would I show up differently? And part of that, I think, is a couple of the things that I think of yeah. that matter, that really translate for people is, one, you're present. You're fully present because you're like, this is, right. I have nowhere else to be. This is it. This is it. Right? This is it. Active you, listening. There you go. I am 100%. fully here in this moment with you. Yes. And what you and I are sharing is the most important thing. Correct. And yes. when someone feels that genuinely, oh my gosh, they feel yeah. seen, they feel valued, they feel like they matter, they feel like you're not just on to the next, right? right? Most you're salespeople, they're like, oh, I'm here for you're you're a checkbox, right. you're another right. phone number on my right. list, and then I'm on and to I'm the on next. And I'm on the next guy. Yeah. And if you think about this prospect, 
in if you were to do that with your wife, right? <laughs> if you're a little bit and talk to her, a long time. wouldn't it <laughs> wouldn't last. last? It wouldn't last. Yeah, the marriage would be over. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. it's part of your presence, right. your heart. You're there to to serve. You're there right. to to connect and yeah. share something, and that matters more to people than whatever you're trying to sell so, them. So well said. We have a saying that I always teach my reps. You know, yes, we're selling, we're selling products, we're selling mm -hmm. services. What, what people buy the most is they buy you. You. Exactly. So if you're authentic, if you are being you and you truly care about somebody, you will win. Mm -hmm. Even if the deal doesn't close right now, you've won their hearts. Mm -hmm. And they'll come back. Right. They'll talk to other vendors and they realize, oh my gosh, this experience with Tori was different. Mm -hmm. And then they come back. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, it's great. It's magical. And so... Again, I want to kind of break this down for people because if yeah. you're a coach, if you're a consultant and you're kind of running up against some barriers, some roadblocks, some adversity, you're like, I'm getting nervous when I get, I feel like I've got my script and I've got my right. pitch and I, I, and then I get on a call and I get all flustered <laughs> I fluff it up. <laughs> yeah, and I fl fluff it up or what are some of the things that you see, um, are the biggest like pitfalls, the, the issues that people run into when yeah. they're trying to close high ticket sales? Yeah, I think the first one, I mean, the most obvious one, which is obvious, but not so obvious, is like being too desperate, mm. being too salesy, right? Yes. We can smell, people can smell, even if people don't do sales, subconsciously, they can feel commission breath a mile away. If you're yes. doing things like, come on, Tori, it's just, I got one more spot left for you. You got to do this today. Yeah. You know, I'll give you 60% off. You do it right now, right? Yeah. It's, it's fake scarcity. People mm -hmm. don't like that. People don't like to be treated that way. Right? They don't like to feel like there's manipulated this, that, yeah. and there's just like pressure, pressure, high pressure sales. Where yeah. I can't, uh, th this deal is gonna go out the door. Right. I, like I've been in, <laughs> and it's sad. I think the car industry gets a bad rep right. because there right. are right, we right, all right, think right, of right. that used car yeah, salesman, yeah. you know, yeah. that you had that yeah, experience yeah. with, yeah. where you're like, I'm trying to. The prospect is like, I'm trying to think about this. I, right. I need some time. Need some You're time. like, no, no. 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 You've got to do it now, right? Okay, so, so desperate, I think that's the first like, pitfall. Yeah. Uh, the second thing would be being selfish. Mm. I mean, as humans, we're selfish beings, mm -hmm. right? But when you're on a sales call, when you're in an interaction, even not even not even a sales call, right? Mm -hmm. One thing I love about sales so much, Tori, and I know you know this to be true, is because it's not just about sales. It's really about communication and yeah. human connection. Yeah. That's really what sales is. And I think a lot of times, I would say inexperienced sales professionals, they forget about that. They forget about it's actually human connection and they think it's just about making money. Mm -hmm. And then I be, they, they become self-centered. Mm -hmm. And when you're self-centered, it kills the deal. Mm -hmm. So the second thing is like, don't be self-centered. You yeah. have to focus on, you really have to give a, we say we have to really give a shit about the prospect, right? Care. Excuse my language. Yeah, no. we really care. <laughs> like, yeah. well, you have to care and your whole job is, is to, to care. Is to care. <laughs> yeah. But also it's how do you make them care? Like they need, exactly. you know what I mean? How do you yeah. make someone else care about yeah. what's important to you and vice versa? Well, how do you do that? By being interested in what's important to them. Correct. Correct. <laughs> right? Correct. It's like the easiest path to helping someone care about you is by caring about them. Right. hundred percent. Well yeah. said. And then I think the last thing, if I was to add a third thing, a third yeah. major pitfall, and then how, you know, how could you do better as a coach consultant, a sales mm -hmm. professional and not be nervous, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's really, I mean, what you do before the call, like we have very specific pre-call routines, okay. right? All our reps are trained on that. They do the same thing every time before a call. And that includes things like, well, it's slightly different per rep, but we all go through similar categories. So one would be like, what's your state change type activity? Mm -hmm. Is it a push-up? Is it a jumping? Is it a meditation? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, is it um, drinking? Some of them like to drink hot water with lemon, you know, things like that. Uh, some of us, we like to do a lot of call listening, reviews our own calls right before we start the day. And that's huge. Um, and then we do research. We research the prospect, research the company we're going to talk to, mm -hmm. find out what they've done recently. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes if we don't do that pre-call work, it makes us flustered it makes us nervous on the call because we haven't put in the preparation yet totally right? so totally. yeah those would be the three major things our next partner is ag1 the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health i drink ag1 literally every day and i started to give them a try because i realized that in order to be the real champion of my life i've got to take care of my body it's truly an absolute non-negotiable i drink ag1 in the morning before i start my day and it makes me feel like i'm doing something good for my body as a positive first action and habit of my day. Because I've realized that one small thing that I do is the quickest way that I can create lasting change in my life. I think about it like this. 
my choices, my actions, they matter. So I think of drinking AG1 as a choice. It's like a vote for the person that I want to become. Someone who's balanced, vibrant, healthy, full of energy. And that's why I love AG1. It tastes so great and gives me everything that I need to feel my best. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash coachable. That's drinkag1.com slash coachable. Check them out today. Yeah, I I think, you know, um, I've never... I've always been my own sales rep. Mm-hmm. I don't have a big sales team or anything like that. But part of it for me is like you, if you walk on stage, mm-hmm. right, you're, you're not selling somebody a product or service necessarily. Oh. You're selling a message. Correct. You're, you're getting enrolling someone right. in your vision and right. your message. And who you, are, right? who you are, yeah. right? Who you are, right? And I think about if you go on that stage, which every call you, where someone picks up the line, Imagine this stage you're right. about to walk across and you're about right. to give, deliver the best message right. Right. of your life. Yeah. If you haven't done that pre-work planning and preparation, mm. can you imagine walking on a stage and having someone's full attention and yeah. you are like, right. You just fluffed it. Like I'm so nervous and unprepared, but also you're like in complete reaction. Right. Like you're reacting to that person. You're right. not being proactive, proactive. Yeah. and also being able to like, move and adapt as the conversation does. Cause you don't have that, that preparation work. You Correct. don't know what they've done. You can't right. lead the conversation. Now they're leading you and you're like, I don't know. And they're controlling the frame of the call. Exactly. They control the call, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, Do you have so any tips well for people around, um, the research, the pre-call, yeah, work. pre-call work? If you know, you've got sales calls coming yep. up yeah, and then also I'd like to then sh- shift that into what are some key things that people can do to lead the call mm. and strategically lead mm, I love that. that conversation. Yeah. We talk about that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so and to answer your first question about, you know, pre-call work. Yeah. I think the most simple thing that's overlooked all the time is to see whether you can find information about your prospects online. I mean, we live in online, the digital age, right. like ha- especially social media channels, be yeah. a stalker, you know, yeah. you need to go do yeah. your, like look them yeah, up on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Do that work beforehand. Know what they, I mean, Sometimes when we talk to a lot of a lot of our clients these days, they're more in the coaching space. So okay. we sell a lot of B two C right mm-hmm. to consumers, not really to enterprise companies, right? Yeah. Um, and so even then, some reps would be like, "Oh, but I can't find anything online." That's not true. You just haven't searched deep mm-hmm. enough. You haven't went on Facebook. You haven't gone on Instagram. You haven't gone on LinkedIn. Show right? me you how you've so tried. Much. Exactly, and we see, and okay, you could definitely do more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big part to it. And then the last, the next thing would just be that state control. Yeah, state control huge. is so huge for sales calls, right? It's like if you cannot stay consistent throughout a day and you got sales appointment, then no wonder your performance is up and down like mm-hmm. a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But if you if you can stay consistent, then you get consistent results, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of leading the call. Yeah. So what I teach, I teach something called the emotional selling process. It's a 10-step framework that okay. I've created and it worked tremendously well for coaching. Um, we've taught this. So since I left Dan's company, I started my own sales consulting agency. Okay. And so we've helped a lot of big name coaches. I think in Vegas, we've, oh, we've helped Ryan Pineda. Yeah, with his sales Ryan's team and CRM. Killing yeah. it. Uh, we've helped like Rudy Moore, mm-hmm. Brendan Carter, Paul Gitter, a bunch of different guys. And Amazing. what we teach to a sales team is the same emotional selling process framework. And in the framework, um, in step number three, is something called framing the call. Mm-hmm. So we teach every rep, every time they start a call, they have to frame it, which is setting the boundaries and the guidelines of how they want this call to go so that your prospect can understand where this call might go today, right? And that's like the first step. That's that so interesting because I want you to continue on that. Sure. But what I hear when you say that framing mm-hmm. is in my world, you're actually creating the container for the call. Exactly. And what that does for the prospect is it creates safety for them yes. to know 100%. what to expect, right? Yeah. It's like, this is what we're, if it's okay with you, this is what right. I would like to go over today. Right. This is what you can expect. And then at the end, yeah. we'll talk about if this is a good match. For Absolutely. It, right. Yeah. And now that prospective client has an idea of how you're going to spend your time on that call, how it's going to be used and where that's going to go so that there's no real support. So they are like, Okay, I know yeah. where this is headed. You, you've you've pre-framed it very well. And, and they the right are space. also 
agreeing to, to it's that. agreement. It's right. actually agreement, right. right? So when you have two, when two people agree, now you can have a very productive conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so framing is the first thing. If you want to, if you find that your calls are messy and prospects are cutting you off and asking you, but what's the price? Just tell me the price, right? Mm -hmm. Let's get to the point. That's because you haven't set the the frame. You mm -hmm. haven't put them in a and say, hey, look, here's here's how this call is going to go. Yeah. Um, in terms of like leading the call, mm -hmm. we always talk about and my good friend, uh, do you know Jeremy Miner? He teaches and okay, so he's a great sales trainer. Mm -hmm. His program's called NEPQ, okay. and it's neuro emotional. Um, Newer persuasion questions. So it's all about asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. And so for us leading the call, it's all about asking questions, mm -hmm. right? So an example, I'll give you an example, like, like a storyline. If a prospect comes on and let's say they want to lose weight, okay. you're looking at a weight loss coaching program, would we'll say, hey, what motivated, what motivated you to book this call with me today? Like, what were you hoping to get out of this call? Mm -hmm. They'll share, you know, oh, you know, I've been dealing with this weight issue for, you know, how many years? And then we just go deeper. It's literally going deeper, but conversationally, yeah. right? It's like, how long have you been feeling this way? How yeah. long has it been bothering you? What have you tried? Have you tried a coaching program, right? That's like the way we control the call. Mm -hmm. um, and then if any time a prospect interrupts or sort of breaks the flow, we teach our reps to make sure that you obviously don't ignore them because the more you ignore people when they ask questions, it becomes an objection at the end. Sure. So we tell them like, hey, if someone's asking about like, let's say the price, they ask many times in the beginning, you have to answer that question, but mm -hmm. then you have to redirect it mm -hmm. back to where you are on your path, mm -hmm. right? So it's just it's just that yeah. to, to lead the call. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I think what you said too about having those questions that dig deeper yeah. into why are we here? And then how do I understand how I can best serve you? And if I am even the right person to serve you. Right. Because right. I think we, yes, you want to have qualified co people coming in on your calls. Sure. Like, it, that's a whole different conversation. Right. <laughs> if you're getting sales calls uh, yeah. with people who are not yeah. yet qualified to to be in your program right. or to work with right. you, then that's a waste of time. So Correct. maybe there's a different that's a legion piece. Yeah, in the that's piece. a different part of this conversation. Yeah. But if you're getting qualified people on the phone, part of it is here too is like if you're the coach yourself or you are representing the coach right. or the the agency right. or whoever you're selling for. This is their first experience with of the your, brand. Of yeah. the brand. So oh my if, gosh, so important. So if you are grounded and you are confident and you are clear in what you're offering, what value it brings, like they get that as their introduction. You right. know, it's like, oh, these people know what they're talking yeah. about. And if you can lead the conversation, they're like, maybe this person can lead me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know, we talked about this, why, where people, they buy people, right? Mm -hmm. They trust you. That's why, mm -hmm. they that's why they enroll. That's why they invest. And oftentimes, one thing that I see, because we review a lot of calls, right? Sure. And one thing that we see a lot of sales reps don't do well is they don't actually take that leadership role in the call. Mm -hmm. And they're a bit more passive, which is actually a problem because that's the reason why your prospects there in the first place. Exactly. They're looking for help. But if you're not able to lead them, then they're going to go somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? And so um, I think a big part of sales, which is interesting, and, th and that's what I think uh, I'm thankful to the Army for because it taught me a lot of leadership. Yeah. And I see how leadership translates so much into sales, but it's not really spoken or taught in sales, right? But if you are a good leader and you can lead yourself, you can lead your family, you can lead your kids, you can lead your business, you can lead your life, then you can lead your prospects. Mm -hmm. But what if... As a sales rep, I'm broken on the mm -hmm. inside. Mm -hmm. What if I can't lead myself? Mm -hmm. What if I'm not disciplined, right? It all reflects on the sales conversation. Totally. And yeah. I would say even to double back on something you mentioned earlier around this energy of desperation or lack, if yes, you're experiencing that in your life in oh other areas, yeah. it's also going to seep out. Because I always yes. say, you know, a lot of times you don't have a business problem. You have a personal, personal problem, problem right? that's seeping well said. into your business. Well said, well said, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, business is a reflection of who you truly are. It really yeah. is. And that if you're not getting the results you want to get, that's just a reflection of, who, it's like your current results, in my experience, are a reflection of who you've been. Correct. Showing up as. 100%. Right? When you were 100%. saying- so well you said. You are potentially being put on a performance. Yep, I'm going to get fired two weeks. Like, okay, these yep. are my results. Well, this is a reflection of who I've been showing up as. But exactly. today, right now on this call, in this conversation, right. I can show up right. differently. Correct. But I have to have 
an internal experience to change that. Otherwise, because most people in my, in my realm of work, and I think people I know, clients, everyone, we're trying to change our lives, our businesses, our results from the outside in. Mm, That's true. Right. That's true. We're trying to be like, okay, Oh, I have an issue with my sales team. I need to fix that. And then I'll feel right. better about how everything's yeah, going so versus awesome. how that's do so I true. internally change or my perspective or my mindset or even my state, mm-hmm. right? And then my results in my external world starts to change. change. Yeah. 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 That's so so it, that's really important that you're like sharing that with people too. And in terms All of the time, how you they know, can take control. We have of that. this like saying in our team. Yeah. We say, look, and then because you know, sometimes not everyone's cut out to do sales. Right. Mm-hmm. For some people, sales, you might be better off doing a different job and yeah. you would crush it there. So you're not a bad person. Of course. Sales might just not be for you. Mm-hmm. And then the analogy we give is like, and this is really true. And this is why, like, you know, as humans, we grow up with trauma, right? Yeah. Our parents, our upbringing, our child, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And it really affects us when we're adults. But a lot of us, unless you've done a lot of personal development work, you don't realize it. That yeah. is from your childhood. So when I see all these reps, I'm like, some of some people, I'm just like, dude, like, this is not one of those jobs or roles where you can pretend and put on a mask and just come to work and pretend like everything's okay. Right. For some work, for some type of work, like maybe, um, let's just say if I was like a librarian, right? I could come to work and have a horrible home, but I can put on a smile for eight hours and get done with my day. Just fine. No one can tell that I even have problems. Right. But in sales, if you don't fix your issues, you are done. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to make it's it. So true. And people don't get that. And they're like, oh, I want to be, I want to make a lot of money. I'm like, okay, but it comes with a price. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to pay the price? Mm-hmm. Which often includes change, mm-hmm. therapy, help. Yeah. And it's so that's just, like, there is, that's the secret. That's no secret. It's just, that's, the, that's the path you have to walk. Yeah, right? I yeah. could not agree more. Um, and think that's so true because I look around this room, there's five of us in the studio right now. Each of us have an individual personal histories with, like you were saying, our own personal traumas that indicate or influence how we see ourselves, the identities we have, what we think we're capable of, what we think we're qualified to do or not based on what we've been told or our upbringing or you'll only be good at this. I was three or four years old. Mm. in private preschool, Mm. like daycare, Mm. basically preschool. Mm. And this is a a core memory of mine that I still, like I've been in therapy and worked with a lot, but I wanted to go to the library. Okay. And another girl in my class is going to the library. I asked my teacher if I could go. She said, no, you're not smart enough. Really? I was like three or four. Wow. That's horrible. And, but you never, that little thing stuck in my brain. It motivated me and, drove me in my adulthood to be like, I'm going to prove you right, wrong. Yeah, and so I, yeah, it ended up yeah. being a motivator right, for me, but right. still every single one of us and every person on your sales team or on your staff or in your office has a different experience of how they see themselves. Yes. And part, I think of true leadership, like you were saying, leadership mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Ha- helping people to learn how to believe in themselves. Yeah. Because yeah. even if That's I, beautiful. even if I mm. believe in the product right. or the service that I'm right. selling and I don't believe in me right. to deliver it or to offer it, then it's like I'm already like. You're fighting an uphill battle. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So well said. Talk to me about conversational intelligence. Okay. What is yeah. that? What role does it play yeah. in the sales process? Absolutely. Um, you said you were in sales operations. Which yes, is, I transitioned yeah, which is, to sales Which is really fun yeah. because um, I don't know what you've, you've experienced using tools like Gong.io. So mm-hmm. Gong.io, it's like, um, so you know how reps, they do calls on Zoom. Yep. And then you can have a little, basically like a little bot that will listen to the call, which is Gong. And then at the end of it, it uses AI to like transcribe the call, but then it, it shows you all different, like the sentiment of the call. Wow. What percentage of the call was negative? Really? Right? Yeah. That's and so And so it's great for us because we train our, we can train our reps so easily based on that, right? Yeah. It shows you how, what percentage of the call were you talking? What percentage was the prospect talking? Wow. So, and then it even pulls out questions and like, okay, you asked this, you asked this. So these were the questions you asked. And we could easily, so conversational intelligence literally makes a sales director or a sales trainer's role so much easier. Oh my gosh. I wish I'd had so, a piece uh, of technology right. like that when right. I was training because I wasn't, I, I did. And and that gives you real live data and feedback on how you can improve. Correct. So immediately you're call. able to see yeah. 
the tonality, the mood, the uh, the missed opportunities, right. the, the ways that you capitalized right. and right. make what it do you made, What do you mean tie downs, right? What do you mean you handled the right objections, yeah. right? Yeah. The body language, yeah. everything. Mm, okay. So curious, are there, so say you've got somebody um, who's got a client on a call or a potential client yeah. on a call. They've led that conversation. They're getting down to the pitch. The offer, right? And the yeah. offer <laughs> and the close. Yep. What are your go-to oh, strategies you guys and are tips gonna, okay, you guys for are gonna love closing this. the deal? I got, so I make a joke about this. I say, this is the 2024 pitch. The okay. 2024, the pitch that's new for 2024. We're doing it differently in 2024. Because we've, because I've, we've never really sold like this before. Okay. And I learned this from my good buddy, Chad Durfee, who okay. he runs a company, RevPro. Do you okay. know Chad? Okay. I think he I does referrals, yeah. okay. referral wave. Okay. Um, he showed this to me uh, like two months ago. It blew my mind. Hmm. And here's how you present it. So let's just pretend, right? Uh, my coaching package, let's just say it's $10,000. Okay. That's my pay in full price. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if I just... So typical salespeople, they would go into the offer, the benefits, right? Explain the program. And I say, okay, so Tori, to get started, this program, my program is $10,000. How does that sound? That's the traditional, I would say, the, the I guess, the beginner way of doing it. Okay. Now the old Now we've way. got a 2024 <laughs> advanced way. Okay. Here's how you do it. What you do, and I'll demonstrate it and I'll break it down. Okay. I'll say, okay, so Tori, um, typically students like to get started in our program with fifth, at $15,000, but they make a payment of 5K for three months. So it's five times three for 15K. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're like most entrepreneurs, Tori, and you understand that saving some capital is good for your business, you can use it for marketing or lead gen or whatever. If you're able to do a paid in full today, I'll like, I'm able to let you in at $12,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you do it paid in full, I'll give you 12K, 3K mm-hmm. off. Now, Tori, I've looked at all my top clients in the past year, and I noticed the difference between our top students and the ones that don't get results. Mm-hmm. You want to know what the common denominator is? They paid in full. <laughs> no, these guys, <laughs> these guys move really fast. Mm. So in the program, they're the first to every coaching call. Mm-hmm. They're the first to take action. They're mm-hmm. the first to do everything. Yeah. So what I know is if you're able to move forward today on this call, you're more likely to move fast in our program as well. Mm-hmm. And for that, I can incentivize you with what we call an on-the-call scholarship. Mm. And I can That's take an additional $2,000 off. So we can take 5K off if you decide to move forward today and it's only $10,000. How does that sound? Mm -hmm. So that's like the advanced way. Interesting. So that's, you just gave me a couple tips because I was doing something similar, but that's interesting. And um, I think what you said is not untrue. Mm -hmm. It's not a lie. People who do take action typically get get the most out of whatever they're doing because there are a lot of people and I say this all the time to my friends, to my clients, to my inner circle. Most people stay in the planning, thinking, strategizing, dreaming phase. Too much. Too, Too much. Too much. Yeah. 2024 is a year of taking action. Just go. <laughs> but part of it is like what what I love about the work I do personally yeah. is that it keeps me accountable. I will not ask a potential client to do something I'm unwilling right. to do myself. Exactly. So that's how I personally stay in integrity and alignment with what I offer that's people amazing, because yeah. I'm never, I'm also never going to ask a client to pay more than I've ever paid right. for coaching or consulting. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. there's like a threshold that I feel comfortable because I've done it. I've right. been in your shoes. I know what it's like. Right. I know the fears. I right. know the hesitancy. Right. I know the anxiety that exactly. come with making that exactly. investment. Yeah. And I can speak to that. Because I've lived it. Correct. You know, yeah. and I also know that in whatever area of life, you will get what you give. Like you yes. will, what you put into it, not just in, from a financial investment perspective, but energetically, your time, your mm-hmm. energy, the more you invest in you or in that thing, program, yeah. if you, it's like sitting down in school and sitting there and being an active listener and taking notes and engaging in the conversation and answering the questions or just sitting there on your phone listening. Right. You're like, I didn't get much out of this. Right. Not paying much attention at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. So that's something that we've done to great success now, right? Mm -hmm. That pitch. Um, And we often tell people because sometimes people like, they were like, well, but what if, what if I don't think about it? Right. What if I don't want to make a decision today? We don't make it forceful. We say, Hey, you know what? That's no problem. You can come back next week, next month. Mm-hmm. Look, all our students that want time to think about it 
or they want time to talk to their spouse or whatever, they just come back at the rate I mentioned. Yeah. 15K, 13K. Right. And then, so we're not like hard selling people, but we're giving people a great reason why they should take action now if they want to. Mm-hmm. Right. But if not, we, re- we maintain integrity. Everybody else comes in at the regular rates. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah, an extra right. scholarship. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so that's like, yeah, that's been great working very well for us. Amazing. Yeah. So the people who come to work with you. Yes. They are in what, five to $10 million range? 10 or, plus. Okay. 10 plus. Yeah. And I they work- have. They have sales teams already yeah, in place. They have, yeah, tip, yeah, exactly. So okay. we work typically work with clients or companies that have at least like three to four or more reps. Okay, yeah, amazing. And any, um, do you have an, a specific process that you help people go through when they're looking to bring on new sales mm-hmm. team, sales yep. team members? We do. We actually help with all the recruiting. We mm-hmm. show you exactly what red flags to look for. What okay. kind of like we do obviously do like assessments for like personality or like MBTI mm-hmm. and different trait assessments Yeah, which ones do you, do you guys we use, use? So that's one paid one. Sometimes uh, if companies have it, we use Culture Index. Okay. Uh, that's called CI. And if not, we use like 16 personalities or MBTI. Amazing. Or we use DISC. DISC, right? yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you know, the D's and the I I's. And you can tell. Yeah, There's exactly. There's so many different so ones many, exactly. you could do. Yeah. But the importance, it's, it's cool to hear that you also help on the recruiting side yeah. because that's another place where so many people get stuck or they don't have the time or they don't have the bandwidth. And part of it, like you said earlier, to, not everybody's cut out for sales. And this is an <laughs> interesting environment that we're in right. in terms of the job market and yeah. people looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that there are people who are applying for jobs that maybe are, are like, they're not the right fit, but they're like, I need a job and I need to work, you know? And I have so much empathy and compassion for people who are going through that process in general. Mm. And it's important too, though, to be able as a business owner or as a team leader, or whatever, um, to be able to put the right people in the right places. I learned That's this so from well Nick mm-hmm. Saban. He, yeah. I think it, who, Oh my God. I'm still in mourning around that decision that he's going to retire. But he was talking about, he's like, you can have the right people in the bus, but if they're in the wrong seats, you got to put the right people (laughs) in the right seats. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. And that's such a big part of the recruiting process. And, and honestly, we found for our clients that have the biggest increase in sales. Mm. Sometimes it's not just from like train because we can, we train a team all the time. Right. And training is great. Don't get me wrong. I love training the team, but we've seen the biggest jumps overnight with just bringing the right A players in the team, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like if we top grade, we get rid of the low performers and then we bring in top guys to, the, the sales will just naturally go up without doing anything different, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so, yeah, recruiting is a big part. For sure. Yeah. Um, any, like any tips for, or a personal story around like when you have run into challenges whether that was personally, mm. professionally, mm. in your sales career, mm. as you're building your own agency. I mean, like yeah. that was a big step to go yeah. from working with Left my Dan, dance, my own company to too. do yep. your own thing. Yep. Like what was your mindset when you made I that think, shift? And like, how did you really yeah. get the ball rolling? Because yeah. that's like a big, yeah. a big I'll definitely, I'll definitely share, I think one of the biggest learning lessons. Yeah, um, mistakes that I, I mean, mistake is good because you learn from it, learn, right? Yeah. But one of the biggest learning moments was when I realized I was chasing, only chasing money. Mm. Even when I left Dan, I was like chasing money, right? Mm-hmm. And I realized like the more I chase money, even though I made money, like in 18 months, we want two to come a club awards, right? Ourselves wow. and it's, it's great. But the more we chased, it's like the less happy I was. Mm. And then I realized, okay, there must be, and again, cause I've done personal development by this point. I'm like, okay, you know, I have to look inside within me and see what's actually, what, what this thing that is for me is important, right? Yeah. And then I've come to a point where I would say, you know, I'm, I'm definitely hopefully more mature now. And I realized a big part of my heart wants to go out for like charities and causes. So mm-hmm. I really have a heart for um, helping young, young kids or like teenagers in, in, I guess, uh, more, uh, underprivileged com- countries like yeah. Indonesia, Malaysia. Yeah. So to me, like changing the goal of my business and my life to serve a greater cause than myself has made me more money and made me more satisfaction. Totally. So I think that's like a, that's a shift, you know, it's again, like you said, perspective shift. Mm-hmm. And I only got that recently. Well, and sometimes you only get that when you attain or achieve the thing yes. you thought would bring you a certain right. feeling right. of fulfillment or, or happiness and, and you realize that that isn't in the accumulation of things. It's mm. really in like your per- having a purpose yeah. that you're really connected yeah. to, right? Yeah. That fulfills you. And the money is just a beautiful add on benefit and allows you to continue to do what you do. Just a byproduct. Yes. And expands. But like money is just a, 
going to expand who you already are. Mm -hmm. It's only just going to- It's an amplifier, right? It's an amplifier of who you are. So if you're a selfish motherfucker and you're like, it's all about me and I'm here to whatever, it's just going to show show more even bigger, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, so well said. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in closing, are there, is there anything else that you want us to know about you or what you do and your company and how people can get involved with you? Yeah, for sure. um, As well as like what you're doing online. So it's very interesting and I'll tell you this quick story to wrap up Please. when I was um, in my final years with Dan right and I was running his big sales team I built we built his team from like 10 reps to 110 reps and we did over 40 million in a single year wow. of coaching sales right just with just with him mm-hmm. there was the one quarter where we weren't getting the results we, we needed to get and I was very stressed because I was like doing really well I'm like oh but this quarter we're not hitting the sales targets that we needed and we looked into HubSpot our CRM at a time and I realized there were over a million leads in the CRM and I'm like, okay, well, marketing is sending marketing emails to these leads, but no one's really taking any action. No one's getting really result, results from email marketing. I said, what if there was some way we could revive these dead leads and get our sales team involved and kind of hit them from multiple angles? Mm-hmm. So we set up this email, text, voicemail drop, call, sort of like automation sequence over like a period of 30 days. Long story short, we added a million dollars in profit to the company wow. from leads that were not expected to ever close. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, I'm now sort of known in the space for something called sales farming, which okay. I call it farming sales. You plant seeds, you water it, you give it, and then sales pop. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we do. We use software, we use automations, and then we also teach the strategy of write, writing really good copy. Sure. So like, I guess my career as a sales trainer rep has evolved into a lot of different things. And it's like really cool to see how life could change once you really start trying to f- like solve problems, right? Yeah. For people. Yeah. Cause that was just a problem I wanted to solve. And then from that moment, it taught me how to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I learned, okay, so like if I can solve more problems for people, then it's value. Yeah. And there's value. You can start and do your own thing. So yeah. the next step of the next step of my life or our life, our journey for our team is we're going to take our company in America here and we're moving it all moving up. We're having operations now in Asia. So we're going to office in Malaysia and Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to do a lot of now, not just sales, but marketing and sales for Asian companies, Asian corporate companies. Wow. So that'll be very exciting. That is exciting. And have a goal to take that company public in Malaysia in 18 months. Wow. That's yeah. a huge, huge deal. And you have so much to be proud of. And like Thank you've you. done so much in sh- such a short amount of time, you've built a really reputable name for yourself Thanks and a so lot much. of really great results to back it up. So I see why people keep hiring you and looking to you, <laughs> you for advice and strategies and processes that really work. Um, and it's no small feat to get to where you've come and like mm-hmm. gotten to. And I, I just want to take time to acknowledge you for that Thank because you. So many people, you know, they they want results in so many of different course. areas of their life, including sales. Yeah. And you're a testament of what you can accomplish when you put your mind to yeah. it and you say yes and you do the work yeah. and you work on yourself. And part of that in my activation and invitation to everybody listening is like, what are you, what are you really committed to this year? You know, what are you really saying yes to? Because there is infinite possibilities of what this year could bring for you, mm-hmm. but you've got to get clear about what you want yeah. and you've got to be willing to back it up and take, take the leap and do the things and implement. Cause you could have all the knowledge in the world, yeah. but if you don't implement it and it's use gonna, it, it's not gonna, it's gonna you happen. could hire right. Joel and Joel could give you the perfect plan for <laughs> yeah. how you can scale your sales team. But if you don't use it, what's the point? Nothing's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So if you are listening to the show and you're still with us right now, my invitation is don't just listen, but like go apply something you've learned today yes. because that was like what you did and at the beginning. Yeah. You signed up for that and course and exactly. you apply what you learned. And, and honestly, Tori, you know, thanks. I appreciate all the kind words and really, you know, we know it's not just about, it's not just me, sure. right? All the mentors, all the people that walked before me, uh, for me, God, right? My mm-hmm. faith, like I have so much to thank for. And mm-hmm. I think when you, when, when whoever's listening, if you're listening still, if you get results, if you get success, it's amazing you're getting the success for a reason. Mm. You're here on this planet to do something bigger, that's bigger than yourself that you could ever dream of. So never forget that because it's one thing to make a lot of success and money to keep it to yourself and your family. It's a whole different thing to actually go and become a game changer on this planet. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm challenging everyone listening to do. Yeah. Like you want to, you, you have to challenge yourself because you're made for more. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. Yeah. Otherwise you're not living to your full potential. I fully yeah. believe that. And the part of you that's like, 
I know I've got more in me. Yes. I know I'm made for more. That is a voice that you want to listen to because it's trying to lead you and, into the potential future that is possible for you. But if you snuff yeah. that voice out, you're going to stay exactly where you are. And some of us, we've lost that voice. We have, yeah. When, as a young boy, a young girl, we've had that. Or you've been told this is all right? you'll ever be. Or yeah. this is you're not good you enough. You're a failure, right? Totally. And then you, 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 like you said, you snuff that voice in the clock, put it somewhere deep and dark and you never listen to it again. Right. I would challenge you, urge you to go find that little boy, little girl, listen. Mm-hmm. What, what did, did he right. want to do? What did he want to exactly. do? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I love that because too, so many people too, they listen to that and they're like, yeah, that's great for Joel. That's great for right. Tori. That's great for but I'm not like them. Right. I'm, or like, I'm not in the same situation. Whatever, right. Yeah. That it can work for them, but not for me. Like just notice how you disqualify yourself and the ways that you already talk yourself out of even having to show up. Because when you admit out loud what you really That's want- That's a belief. It becomes real. It becomes real. <laughs> or you become responsible for actually yeah. showing up and doing something about yeah. it. But it's never for a lack of information. We live in an age where there are podcasts like this. There are experts YouTube's like this. YouTube's amazing. YouTube Google, University Google is a real chat, thing. Chat GPT is free. Yeah, like there is no excuse, so you know, right. for for sitting back and not doing anything anymore. Um, and you're an example of one, just a resource that's available, what you guys are doing. So you can obviously get in touch with Joel and his team if this is specifically something he can help you with. But if not, it's like, realize that there's information out there. It's a matter of, are you going to apply it? Yes. Yeah. Thank All you, right. Tori. It's been of course. amazing. Thank fun, you so fun conversation. much for coming. Yeah. Where can people follow you and your journey online? Yeah. So my website's actually very simple. It's my first last name joey.com okay. and my Instagram handle is at official joey okay. which is the same on actually all platforms including LinkedIn amazing yeah. we'll put all of that in the show notes Thank make you. it super easy for you guys to connect with Joel and learn all about what he's doing and as he takes his business to Malaysia and Asia make sure to track and follow yeah. I know it's going to be a big 18 months for It'll you and I can't yes. wait to watch your success Continue thanks Tori appreciate yeah. you of course till next time you guys we'll see you next week on the Coachable Bye. Podcast see ya nice Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.